Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. We have a return guest today, our friend Celia Colley. Now, Celia is a professional organizer, and there's a previous podcast, so you can go and catch up on it, and it was about seven careers and seven life lessons. So that will have probably been already broadcast by the time this one is going to be put up on Podbeam. So hello, Celie. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back, Denise. What a thrill. I love it. I love it. Your your community is so welcoming. Let me tell you something. I have a, this is just my feeling, Celie, and this is from my whole life. When I was in catering, we made good food. I mean, I made good food. I, 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 I was proud of my food, but most of the time, and it didn't matter if the client was a $20 wedding, do you know what I mean? Or a $200,000 mm-hmm. studio party. What people always said to me, what clients said to me at the end of the event was, food was great, love the decor, blah, blah, blah. But you have the nicest staff. You had the nicest mm-hmm. people working here, Denise. Well, Celie and I, they'd say, you must have extensive training in HR. And I would say to them, I hire nice people. Yep. And I feel like that. And I choose nice friends. Seriously, mm-hmm. if somebody's a stinker, they, they don't last long. I'm a firm believer in uh, just trying to be nice. Yeah, okay? no, well, I think that that's true. You you attract what you put out. Yeah. And obviously that and I feel that that's the same thing for me. So, um, you know, we were talking the last time about my students and I absolutely love my students they are people that you would you and I both understand they're women beyond a certain age and I think that um we uh, I, I always have at least one man who will join in <laughs> in a in you know we always have the wonderful token gentleman but for the most part we are women who care about each other who are invested in each other's success and it really makes a world of difference Absolutely. Otherwise, you know what? What's the point, Celie? I mean, I know sometimes you have to do jobs. We've all done jobs we don't like for money. Okay. Right. Discounting money. But I know this. At this stage of the game, for me, I don't know how many years I have left. And Mm -hmm. luckily, we have a we put some money away. So I don't have to be with people that are stinkers any longer. Right. Um, That's all it comes to down too. So I'm with you. Life's too short. Life's too short. And that's why I'm absolutely with you. I'm choosing to do this, right? I would, I don't have to do this. I am choosing to do this. And people are like, so (laughs) what is this? So I'm teaching, (laughs) uh, I teach an online course called the paper cleanse. I'm a certified professional organizer. So I have a few other things that I offer a seminar on easy and actionable organizing tips and an ebook on closet um, organization, but the, my focus is the paper cleanse, um, which is really, it's a step-by-step system to kind of get rid of the chaos, get the clarity around your paper, those pesky piles and frustrating files. And if you follow my method, you will get a lifetime of paper organization. But I always have to add this caveat without scanning anything. My gotcha. My student is a woman of a certain age who doesn't, who is not digitally savvy, right? We, you know, it's, it's so interesting. I have a 24 year old daughter 
she doesn't even own a printer her entire life. She's a director of education in England and everything she does, she works from elite. Everything is on her computer. I know. And I'm sorry, but I need, I have my paper and my pen in my hand right now. I need my paper. And that's my people are paper people. We love our paper. I, I have to have the paper. And I yeah. said this in the last podcast, but I, it's worth saying. Cindy would come back from a shoot. So in the papers, you're what our job was, the deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of it, by the way, was on my computer or in right. my email. Mm-hmm. Or the shopping list. I mean, really just paper, 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 maybe mm-hmm. a non-disclosure. Right. But I'm going to tell you something. I bought those big, pretty, expensive, colorful um, paper clips and I would put them on the papers for the job. <laughs> Not only did I want the papers back, but I wanted the paper clip back. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you something. I needed those papers. I needed those papers. So if a problem came up, I know it was on my computer. I needed to feel the papers. I needed the papers to build. I needed the papers to close out that particular job. So I'm very attached to it. And like you just said about your daughter, my husband's a lawyer also. I know Mm -hmm. you mentioned that last time we talked. But my husband went to, he's been a computer since the minute he could. Right. His law library everything is uh, was on his computer. Wow. I mean, he had secretaries and an office manager and a couple of attorneys that went to, you know, went depots and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, just to perform. But it's, it was all on his computer. So when he says to me sometimes, well, I need a copy of your itinerary, I print out like a copy of my itinerary and I put it on his, because what's this? I said, you asked for the itinerary. He goes, oh, I thought you'd just email it to me. So Everybody's different, but I know a lot of people in my age group yes. still want paper. Yes, and these are the people I am I am working with because I understand that. And I think your example was a really good one. It was easier for you to refer to the paper than to go find it on, on your computer because we're digital dinosaurs, right? This is not how we started. We started with paper. Computers, I didn't get a computer till like 20 years ago. Gotcha. So, you know, it's just, and now we have these miniature computers in our hands. And I know you said that when you went to Europe recently, you didn't take paper. And I was like, hats off to you, girl, because I, when I went to Europe, I had a file of, you know, London, Berlin, Prague, Vienna. I had a file for each place okay. because. <laughs> I may have stretched the truth a tiny bit. I did have a tiny bit of paper with me. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. Just but I had saved um, in my notes. I had in my notes. I had saved a few things that I wanted to have. But you're I was right. Like, I was amazed. I did have, by the way, and I'm the same, Steely. When I'm up at the window at United, and they, I have my, you know emailed ticket to me from United, but then sometimes, and they're young and I love them, they go, would you still like a paper ticket? I see <laughs> they know I'm old. I go, I'd love one. So I can stick it in my back pocket and have it when I get up to the counter. Yeah, or it's it becomes memorabilia. So, so yeah. in my paper cleanse, I teach a, a very simple method. I call it the karma of paper management, K-A-R-M-A. K stands for the crud. I know it's misspelled, but I had to do it for my acronym. A (laughs) is for action. R is for reference. 
M is for memorabilia, and then the final A is for archive. And I think that what you're talking, so sometimes those tickets, those boarding passes become part of our memorabilia, right? What day right. did I travel? How much did I spend? You know, that's why, like, um, I, I'm bemoaning the fact that there's no longer ticket stubs. I have tickets for all of the concerts I went to as, you know, a teenager in my 20s. But now it's all digital or it's you print out, you know, a huge sheet of paper. I love the old fashioned ticket stub. Right? And they were usually beautiful. Yes. Here's the other, you know, one of the things that people I've kept, I have two, I've gone through them, but it's because from my career, there are things I haven't, oh, I don't know to say this. I haven't put into paper about them yet. So I can't throw them out because they're triggers to me. Sure. But, they're positive triggers. Yeah. And I know, and Celie, because I moved so fast when I was doing that, once in a while when I open one of these chests, it's mm -hmm. like having pictures, your baby pictures up, yeah. but I I read the award yes. or I read the commendation or I read a letter from someone that was who incredibly fancy that sent me a thank you note. Yeah. And when I read them, I think, wow, because do you know what? I, half the time, I barely had time to do that. So you're right about memorabilia. There's stuff. It's like, I don't want to throw out every single letter that, yeah. that I've gotten from people that I loved. But I also, by scanning it, that's not feeling the piece of paper. I no. want to feel the piece of paper. Yes. It's coming across like the handwriting from your parents, right? Yes. Both of my parents have passed. And so... It, it is, it, the memorabilia is so powerful. And that's kind of one of the things that sets my um, my process apart is that I recognize memorabilia as its own category. And I think it's one of the, the most important category because it speaks to our heart, right? It doesn't speak to our head. It's, it's, it speaks to what we're about, our lifetime of memories, the people that matter to us. Um, exactly. So, yeah. So I, I think it's a powerful category and it's usually um, for my students after they get through the, the other stuff, the memorabilia is almost the reward at the end. When How wonderful. Start. Yeah, it, it really is. And people have come across such amazing things. In fact, I'll share this with you, please. In my, um, so my students, we actually also have a membership and in the membership, we I do a monthly challenge. And last month, it was the OOH challenge, organizing other office objects. And we actually had a bingo card. Um, and I was aiming for full bingo. And so one of the categories on the card was business cards. And I had 18 inches of business cards <laughs> in a shoebox. And so I gathered them all up. I went through them in less than an hour. I ended up with two quarter inch stacks. One was things like the the guy that power washes our um, fence and things. He doesn't have a website. He gave me his business card. That's the way I'll find him. And yes. then I had about a quarter inch of really memorabilia. They were my friend's cards that people had given me from different you know businesses they had. And one of the cards I found was Ariana Huffington's card from... 2004 I sat next to her at a dinner party that my husband and I were invited to and she's like in her she had an AOL address at the time um and she gave me her card and now I wish I'd really kept up with Ariana we really hit it off 
But that's what I found and how wonderful it was. And then it, all of the, the memory of that meal and that evening and we were all dressed up and people were laughing and yeah, yeah that one piece of paper was so powerful. So um, it's, a, it, it's meaningful. It's like finding a fabulous photograph or what I get a lot. People send me a photograph like they'll say, Denise, I just, I was going through my stuff and this is a picture. Remember when you spoke at our group in Seattle or whatever? And I look at that picture and I think, God, my hair looked good that day. Or I think <laughs> that was an expensive jacket. Or right. I got that jacket on sale. Or I remember, I think, oh, I remember what it felt like to buy that jacket. Right. You know what I mean? I was so... Sometimes I can tell where I was in my career by my jewelry, mm. you know, by, and, yes. and I think, oh God, I was so happy. I, I was so proud of myself that I bought that for myself. Right. Do you know what I mean? So right. it, it's not, it's not the stuff. It's the feeling that it invokes in you. Oh you my know? gosh. Say it again. It's not it's, the stuff. It's the feeling it evokes in you. That really sums so much of it up. So much of my, by the last 20 years of organizing people. Um, and I think, and, and we talked about this, it's that when you are on the latter edge of your life, right? <laughs> the runway is getting shorter. See. There you go. <laughs> right. You really start prioritizing what's yeah. important to you. And it's always people, not possessions, right? Yeah. It's, you know, spending time. So that's one of the things, you know, people are like, oh, are you passionate about paper? I'm like, no. Uh, you know, I would, when I was an organizer in people's homes, I much prefer a kitchen or a pantry than paper because you can get a much quicker transformation. If yes. you're doing paper, it takes a long time. I'm not passionate about paper. I'm passionate about the transformation my wonderful women students make in their lives because they've organized the paper, right? They are free. I've had students, I had a student retire early because she actually finally dealt with all of the financial paper. And when she finally looked at it all, she couldn't go to a financial advisor until she captured the information. But when she finally opened all the mail, looked at the numbers, recorded them, took that to the financial advisor, he was like, yeah, you could probably retire now. I mean, how powerful is that, right? That is such, it's such a huge piece yeah. that you, you should say that. I have friends, I, and I have one friend in particular, that acquired a lot of stuff. Now that mm. stuff is still worth a lot of money. Right. And I keep saying, sell that stuff. Because yeah. it's no, it was one. It's like one anything. It's like I used to buy. I bought several pieces of jewelry for myself when I was working full time. Mm -hmm. it, here I am in kitchen pants and a dirty T-shirt. It was not to show off. It really. Right. It was for me to look down and look at that diamond bracelet and thought I did that all by myself. Okay. Yep. I did that all by myself. It didn't come from anybody. It wasn't, you know, so it used to be. They were like I used to think it was like a battle ribbon almost. Mm -hmm. I was oh yeah, great. Yes. Well, my friend that I've decided since then is really actually a hoarder, but <laughs> I do know that there is probably two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand dollars. You know, everybody thinks their stuff is worth something. You know how when you yeah. get something else and they need to clean up the living room. Right. 
And they go, oh, no, that was a very expensive table. I said, sure, in 1950, but you can buy that table (laughs) for 25 bucks at the Goodwill this week. So if you're lucky, you get 25 bucks. But actually, this person has a lot of valuable stuff and not let go of it. So it's the same thing. It doesn't matter if it's a paper cleanse. I mean, the emotions behind hanging on to stuff that no longer serves you. Yes, it's so true. And this is so it's interesting that you should say that because one of the things we talk about in the paper cleanse is finding the prizes in the piles. And I can't tell you, like this woman found all of her information, was able to retire early. But I have I have people find cash in cards that they never opened. I have, um, you know, people find gift certificates all kinds of things that people find important documents that they thought were lost. But when they're finally sorting through it, lo and behold, there's their grandfather's birth certificate, right? Like it's crazy. So it's so powerful. um, The result of coming to terms with it, this make, so I always say, so many of my students, they've spent their lifetimes taking care of their children, their spouses, their grandchildren, their volunteer jobs, their careers, their businesses. Like now you can take care of yourself, right? And yeah. it's, you know, what it, it's amazing what kind of transpires. Once they get all of the paper organized, they're taking control of the paper. The paper's not controlling them. All of a sudden now they've got time they can read a book they can try a new recipe they found that recipe they wanted to try um they can you know i had a student start a nonprofit. it was her passion project but she until she could get her head around the paper um she couldn't she felt guilty right so there's and then people start losing weight because they're able to eat healthier right it's just, it's crazy the transformation that people discover when they finally do make the decision that they are worth it, that their time has come, and that they're going to take the time in a group. You know, we try to have fun. Paper is not fun. I get it. <laughs> right. So that's why we're like, we challenge each other. We do co working. Um, I have subject matter experts come. Uh, Matt Paxton of PBS's Legacy List was my recent subject matter expert. Um, he did a recording, a masterclass for my students. So it's um we try to make it as fun as we can. This kind of and it's also I have a system, right? It's A B C D E. If you follow the system, you will be successful. I, I mean, I've never had I've never refunded anybody yet. Because wow. if they do it, it works. Um, because I've do, I've had I've done the same system with my my actual in house students when I used to go to clients for nearly twenty years. So I you know I feel I know that it works, and so that's how I can feel really confident. Um, and and finding time time management is part of it. So we talk about that. It is um it's it's a it's an interesting thing. I'll tell you that one of the simplest things people can do, they say, I just don't know what to do. I'm like, do you have a comfortable chair, right? Pandemic happened and all of a sudden people just had to make do. They were at the dining room table with an uncomfortable dining room chair. I'm like, do you have a good light? Especially for our older eyes, right? 
we yes, need some yeah. really good light to see what we're doing. And then they start, and then they realize, oh, that's why they don't want to sit at their desk because they shoved it in a corner in the basement. Who wants to be in a dark, cold basement? No, I'm like, work at your kitchen table. If that's where you're productive, you don't have to leave it a mess. Have a little caddy so you can tuck things away. I mean, there are so many ways to to address why you're not dealing with a paper. Um, yes. So, yes. So those are a couple of tips to, to help oh, people. I think I think it's just, and I do think, and this is just me, as it, we all get sometimes into bad behavior. Do you know mm. what I mean? We just, we don't see our way out of it. Which is why <laughs> I think at you as a coach and as a mentor, but I mean, I need sometimes, I, sometimes I need someone else to look at me and say, you know what might be a suggestion for you? And they say it and they say it in the nicest way possible. And because I'm actually one of those people, the minute someone, some, some folks in the town, people suggest something to me, I'd say, no. My mm. first response is no, 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 <laughs> right. No. But it, I'm like a dog. Tone right. is everything with me. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, it's like if someone says, all I can think about, and this was very, we, my family, we recently sold it, but we've owned an apartment building for a hundred years in San Francisco. Wow. Okay. 12 units. My aunt lives in one. My sister lives in the other one. Now I lived there when I went to um, uh, the Culinary Academy. My friends had called it the, the Vivaldo YMCA. And, <laughs> but here was an example of the most, a young woman has been living there for 30 years. Okay. Which wow. is not unusual in San Francisco. Do you know what I mean? And mm. there's rent control and she's mm -hmm. lovely. Wonderful tenant, except here was the example, Celia, and I wish I'd had pictures of it because I would send it to you. But the bottom line was there was a leak in her apartment. She was gone. So we discovered, my aunt discovered, my sister discovered the leak and they went into the apartment. She had her mail for like 30 years just sitting on in these boxes. She never opened it. I don't mean important mail. Right. I mean, like flyers and the 39 cent grapes at the market. She just never, but she took enough that when she didn't throw it away, she actually got a box or two and would slide the mail into the box. So my sister sent me uh, the pictures of it. And I said, okay, she must make collages or art. Right, there must it. be her reason. <laughs> There's got to be a reason somebody keeps the mail. And my sister said, I don't think so. So now, of course, the problem was it was waterlogged. Right, oh so my, my gosh. To reach her on a vacation and say, we have to, we don't think it will mail out. It's mildewing, it's going to ruin the floor. We're yeah. going to have to throw some of the mail out. And then she said, can you just keep it in the garage until I get home? in the wet soaked boxes oh no and my family did of course you have to the tenant asked yes. so they made some room in the garage <laughs> long story short when she saw it she said oh yes i've never really dealt with my mail just yeah. like and my sister said can i ask you why I yeah. Can, why yeah and she said well, I always meant to go through it and then I didn't. And then sometimes I thought there might be something important. Then I was afraid to throw it out. And then the pile just got so big. Wow. So when you're talking about what you were just talking about, it's the same. Talk about 
of course she couldn't do anything else because her right. energy was all tied up in this yeah. veil. But and it's so fascinating. I mean, you know, to her in her defense, we each get three hundred pieces of junk mail a year on average. A hundred million trees are cut down annually to create junk mail. So it is a problem. Um, and this is one of the bonuses I offer is a way, a little course, a mini course on how to get rid of the junk mail because it is a problem. But it's a problem. But it's so interesting because one of the things I tell my students, because they're, you know, when they come to me, they probably have a lot of paper. I'm like, yeah. we're not going to worry about the back backlog because that has timed out. What's important is the stuff that's coming in now, right? The stuff on your desk now is where we need to focus our energy. And I don't know if you've heard about DOOM boxes, D-O-O-M. It stands no. for didn't organize, only moved, right? <laughs> And people have we literally doom boxes that go from home to home. Now she lived in the same home, but and they just don't deal with them. I had a, a client that she went from one job to another, packed up a box, and so I always date the box. That's a great tip for your listeners. Oh, yes. If you're gonna put it in a box, um, date the box. And we found a box that said, "I'll," you know, it said Denise to sort right. Yeah. Um, and it was dated February, 2017. So that was <laughs> six years ago. And I challenged her and I said, can you just sort through it? Oh my gosh. I'm like, I know, but knowing that it, it, it weighs on the back of your mind, right? Yes, it does. Said to her, get your timer out from your phone and time yourself. How long do you think it's going to take you? I always say this because people either think it's not going to take any time at all and it takes four times as long, or they think it's going to take forever and it takes no time at all. She's like, oh my God, it's going to take me hours. I'm like, okay, or I'll call that three hours now. And so I said, set aside, go pee, get a cup of coffee, set aside three hours to do it, right? Set your yeah. timer, report back to me. So there was some accountability there, right? Oh yeah. About 45 minutes later, the phone rings. I pick up. She's like, see Lee. I'm like, are you done? She's like, yes. She said there was nothing in there that was important. Nothing. It was from a job six years ago. She's not even in that field anymore. She said, I found a couple of friends, um, you know, birthday cards that they had sent me, you know, given me, and that made me happy. I'm like, that's great. That's memorabilia. If you want to keep it. She said the rest of it, I threw it. She said the rubber bands were crunchy. It was so old. And I just thought, what a great example. She had been, she moved that three times and it took her less than 45 minutes to deal with it when she finally sat down to do it. She's like, now I've got two hours left. She, I'm like, take yourself out to lunch, go have a walk, call a friend. That's, you bought, you earned that time. That's one of the best examples of just dealing with something, putting the accountability on it and doing it. And then the great sense of success she must yes. have but I mean really that's huge that's yes. climbing the mountain it's, it really is it's climbing the mountain so that's the kind of success I love to see and hear about and I I'm lucky because people are getting that success all the time um the other thing I do also want to I always tell my students is good and done is better than perfect and none right Progress, yes. not perfection. And I bet you you can relate to this. So many 
of my students are creative, intelligent women. They are always, they've always been at the top of their field. I don't have a master's. Almost all of my students have master's. Half of them have doctorates. They, yeah. they have built empires. They've raised families. They were the A-plus students, the valedictorians, right? And so when it comes to the paper, they wanted it perfect. And if yeah. it couldn't be perfect, they couldn't do it. And maybe that's what, you know, where that junk mail pile came from. And so I always am like, good and done is better than perfect and none. All I want is a B. I want you, you don't need an A plus. You don't need to be an A plus student. You can be a B student. Look, because. That's so well said. That is, <laughs> you know, I thought I was a perfectionist. I, I, be, running big kitchens beats you out, beat me out of it. I mean, that just beat me. I had to become humble. I had to be, I was beaten. I right. found God when you run a kitchen with 30 people working in it every day you, <laughs> who are from different cultures and speak a different language and are all men. Trust me, I, I, I my right. perfectionism was beat out of me. Right. But when Cindy came to work for me, Cindy is a perfectionist, though I know she's certainly worked on it and she's not oh. here to, she can jump in at any time <laughs> if she wants to. But the reason I say that is Cindy always, everything she does is to be an A plus. Right. It doesn't matter if she was typing a document or doing a plate or doing the, and sometimes, Celie, I would have to pull it out of her hands yeah. and say, this is good enough. Good enough, good and done, yes. Good and done, I love that. Good and done, not, what did you say? Good and done. Good and done is better than perfect and none. Okay. Because if you're aiming for perfection, you'll probably never get there or you're gonna make yourself sick doing it right, right. like it, we have to prioritize what's important and in this age and stage of my life it's people and making memories that are my priorities yes. not writing a perfect email you know right. yeah so, so um, and I want you to say it one more time just because I love it doom boxes doom box yes it stands for didn't organize only move okay and that's so kind of the backlog and quite honestly it you know it's almost but that's the beauty of dating it right so if yes. you see a box from anything that has a year that has a one in front of it then it's probably got memorabilia in it right because because paper goes through phases right like yeah. Um, a great example. Uh, I had this conversation with my daughter. We're talking about rent. She lives in London. She's like, how much did you pay for rent for your first apartment? I knew exactly, but I didn't remember the rent I paid for like the next place, the place after that, you know, how you, you remember your yeah. first paycheck, you know, your first job, yeah. um, and your, your first rent, but I'm, and I, have the pay stub from my first, you know, when I've worked at Driving Miss Daisy, my first time there. And that at the time I saved it because of W2. Somehow I never threw it out because it became memorabilia, right? Of it's course. like, how did I live in New York City for um, 300 bucks? You know, like we, we know we went to like openings of, uh, uh, you know, the galas and things and would get free hors d'oeuvres made by beautiful people like you. So <laughs> now I have to tell you, I look back and someone else was saying this and, but 
being when I got to be the executive chef, not only were they paying me, but you know, we got to take, I was on these big parties. Mm-hmm. If I was out on a location, I always gave every waiter a, gl- a bottle of the wine. Do you know what I mean? Oh, or, yeah, absolutely. Or the and the party hostesses, I would we had these, so you know, these. These were the super rich. These people did not take the flower arrangements. So right. thousands of dollars, you know, in flowers. And I would always just say to all the girls that were working it, I'd say, take the one we were always organized. I'd say, bring in those arrangements. We're breaking them down right here. Beautiful. I <laughs> love I'd that. I all the white orchids. And I remember, though, you know, before my salary had gone up, I could get home from a party. I'd had nothing but I'd eaten delicious food. People would thank me. I had a great bottle of wine and I had a bouquet of white orchids in my cruddy little apartment in Venice Boulevard. And you know what? I was rich. Life was great. Absolutely. I love that. I I really was. I I, I look back now and I think I'm not sure I do. I have felt it, but I thought I'm not sure I ever felt more rich than that in my life by just from the yeah. It was yeah. fun. It was a Absolutely. very fun time. And yeah. like my daughter getting her first apartment. Yeah, it's fun. a lot. It is a lot of fun. So anyway, so yeah, I just I'm thinking that, you know, your uh your audience might benefit. I have a um a little ebook called The Twelve Types of Papers to Toss Today. I call it the dirty dozen, right? And this is a great starting place. Um, junk mail is on the list. So, yes. you know, so if your um, listeners want to get that, they can go to my website, which is C Lee Cauley. It's spelled C L E E C A W L E Y dot com backslash toss T O S S. So tossing those papers is a great way to start. And I find that so many times people just want permission. Yes. One of the things I tell people is in this day and age, how are you going to find that information? Are you going to go online or are you going to go into your filing cabinet? I mean, I don't know about you, but I've tossed all of my manuals. I just... You know, you're going to, if you need to figure out how to change your, the battery on your smoke alarm, I'd much rather go to YouTube and have some hunky guy tell me how to do it. (laughs) than you know, try to find that piece of paper filed away someplace. I, you know, I just save the, um, you know, big appliance, the, the front cover, which tells me the The style, the model number. I staple my receipt to it. If I have a physical receipt, I'll print it off online. So I know how much that refrigerator cost me but that's all I keep because otherwise I'm going to call a professional to repair it or I'm going to go online to figure out how to change the filter so that's such a good tip Cindy taught me that like I would say to Cindy oh I wish I still had a copy of that but I'm sure and about 30 seconds later she'd say that's online or whatever I was looking for she'd say oh that's online it is and I'm not sure that everybody because I'm not a YouTube person much, but I right. have a search for things. Yeah. So that is such a good tip. Thank you, Celia. Well, I hope that people go to your website. And if they want to talk, think about your course, they should go to the papercleanse.com, yes. right? Yeah, they can do that. Them. Yep. And get on the wait list. And um, then they'll be in the loop to learn more. I do a free masterclass called... Um, the secret uh, to uh, 
processing your paper clutter for good. So I teach a lot of these concepts. Um, occasionally, I'll do that. So I'd love for your listeners to get into my world. And if paper's a problem, I'd love to help be the solution. Thank you so much. And you know what else? I think a lot of us at this age now, not only if we've had problems, our own problems, paper, if our parents if we're downsizing our parents or downsizing ourselves, but I have a lot of friends that are downsizing their parents or the estate of their parents. And having done that, all I say to them is free piles, the donations, family and friends. And if there's anything that you think you can sell, if you can bring yourself to do it, do it. Even if you don't want the money, donate the money, give the money to your yes. grandson that's yes. who's broke and going to college or your granddaughter. Yes. But it's, that was, that was an experience having to break down my, so I had my own clutter, but then I wasn't at this stage yet. So I brought home my mother's clutter. Right. And, but I, I got, I got rid of it, but I used a lot of it and I've kept just the pieces that I absolutely loved. I it's, love to hear you say that. We call that creating a legacy list. And this comes yeah. from Matt Paxson. And it's not only having the things, but n- knowing the stories behind them. Um, and it is something. So um, my community, once you do the paper cleanse, you can only be in my membership if you've done the course. But we call it the Paper Cleanse Club Plus because we talk about not just paper, but we talk about the things. We talk about the clothing, the jewelry, the china, the silver, the all of this stuff. Um, because we, we, what you said is so true. We aren't, you know, people are dying or downsizing. We're getting their stuff. We have our own stuff we're <laughs> trying to do- downsize to, you know, and it's a lot. It's a lot. It's so, a lot. yeah. Thank you so much again for your time and you're just a delight and there's so much information on Celie's websites and Cindy will give you that information when we broadcast again so Celie thank you and I hope you'll come back in the future I promise I will Denise I love your podcast and I love your community thank you so much and thanks Cindy if you have any questions it's womenbeyond at icloud.com when we um, go to broadcast the podcast if you go to our Facebook page women beyond uh, a certain age and all of it really the the Facebook page tells you who's coming who's going who's been here and how to reach them so that's the idea of sharing the information this was so valuable thanks Celie Thank you. Thank you, Miss Cindy, for everything you do. Okay, thanks everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.